Welcome to the Content Creator Society News Podcast. Welcome to episode one of the Content Creator Society News Podcast. Today is April 15th, 2020. My name is Bonner Bulger and with me as always is my co-host Coleman Molnar. Hello. Hey Coleman, how you doing? I'm good, Bonner. How you doing? I'm amazing given the situation at hand. Yes, we're very much inside. Yes, very much inside. Although I do go outside from time to time to, uh, to see the grocery shopping and, and whatnot. And it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a little bit like the stand. Oh, that is it's one of the upsides of grocery shopping. Like my fridge and my cupboards never look like this. I've never <laughs> bought so many groceries, had so, like, I just, I just think what I want to eat tonight. And then I go to the kitchen and I make it as I have everything. Amazing. So what we're going to do here is let, as this is episode one, I'm going to give myself a little bit of an introduction so you all know who I am and what I do. And then Coleman, you'll do the same, I think. So my name is Bonner Bulger. I am a content marketer. Um, I've run a content company called Steak and Sizzle for many years. Um, Work a lot with automotive is sort of the specialty, but certainly a lot of other things. And I had this idea some time ago of bringing content creators together, creating a space for content creators to exchange ideas and, and things like that. As a content creator myself, I found that the actual job was rather lonely for me. You know, you didn't have that camaraderie of, of people at the office and that kind of stuff. And very much what I did was sort of in my own little silo. Um, so I was trying to find an outlet to sort of chew the fat over the business kind of idea. So I decided that, uh, you know, something like the Content Creator Society would be a good idea. The, um, the mission statement of the Content Creator Society, or CCS for short, um, we exist to unite and empower all content creators through inspiration and education. And that message was actually crafted by Coleman Walmart. So Coleman, why don't you give everyone a little bit of an overview of uh, your background? Yeah, I crafted it because I am a writer. Uh, that's what I do. Um, I'm a, I'm a journalist by trade and I've uh, been doing marketing for, for the better part of a decade as well. Um, I have a, a boutique content firm called uh, Lee Co media, which I run with my partner in life and business. Um, we built it, um, out of the back of a 1983 Volkswagen Westphalia, which we drove around uh, North America for a couple of years. Now, of course, we're much less digitally nomadic, um, but our business is hundred percent online. Yeah, you, you, you sort of live this life that a lot of people I think want to lead, which is ditching the day-to-day office environment, which is actually where I first met you all those years ago. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you packed up in a van and left, literally. Um, I imagine there's so many people out there who envision what a freeing experience that was. It, it was very freeing. And you know what? If you're envisioning it, you should do it. And a good way to do it is by uh, creating content to get paid along the way. Absolutely. That's like getting paid along the way. Um, you know, so... Those were better times. When I could drive. <laughs> oh, so I tried to start the van the other day. It's in the, it's in the driveway here. I uh, went outside, turned it on. It, it, it uh, turned over and, and fired up on the second crank, which is normal. I went outside and it's just leaking fluid from underneath the engine. And I, and I, uh, I uh, quickly killed the engine and smelled the fluid and it was gas. So I got a major fuel leak somewhere in there. <laughs> it's almost a metaphor for what's going on in the world today. Oh, I know. Just a, just a, <laughs> a van fire. It probably would have lit my old house on fire too. So. Oh, oh, let's not light the house on fire. I feel like the world is already there. Um, the you know, is we've got the time to fix the van though, right? <laughs> Do we have time to fix where we are now? 
Um, it is it is definitely new times as, as I think about it. There was a before time, and now we are in this transition period towards the after time. Um, and for me, you know, listen, I'm stuck in this house. I have this this content company that does a, or did, I should say, a lot of video work. Um, business has just fallen through the floor. There's there's no business out there, especially for us, because we are now mandated by the government to as a non-essential service, so we can't be out there filming things. Um, I mean, we can be editing pre-existing footage and things of that nature, but um, that really wasn't bulk of our business. So, you know, uh, to take on the idea of doing a show, which we've been trying to actually do for the last three or four months, is just we were very, both Coleman and I were very busy in our day-to-day, and it was difficult to get a show going because we were both running our companies. This has actually been... As, as horrific as the whole situation is, if you have to find the ray of sunshine, for me personally, it's given me the opportunity to actually start CCS in, in earnest, even though we had you know, bits and pieces of it starting, geez, I'd say even over the last year, we've sort of done bits and pieces here and there, um, but now we're into it uh, full force. So you know, not all bad. Yeah, well, and we're going to touch on that too, right? Like, uh, um, the 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 onus of this of this episode is to give you some tips for all content creators that they can do to move their business forward and stay positive and stay sharp um, during a recession like we're like we're having right now. And so that that is uh, directly one of them. Absolutely. So why don't we get into, um, you know, the format of the show. Uh, ultimately, is going to change a little bit as the nature of the mm-hmm. world changes a little bit. Um, we had a fairly good idea of how format was to be um, in the before time. Um, and what we've decided to do for these episodes uh, and our inaugural episodes is to sort of keep it a little bit shorter, sort of tip and uh, based. The news as Coleman and I were talking about it before this all got started. Um, I mean, today, just before the show is the news cycle is so fast and things that you say one day seem to change. Like the advice you might give today might be different you may give different advice, you know, the following day because things have changed. So we thought we'd just keep it down to, well, what do you say, Coleman, a three, three tips kind of idea, a bit of a, bit of a three tipper kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And something a little more evergreen too, right? We know that, um, that this isn't going to be the last time that the market turns down and that, um, people start tightening up budgets. So, so hopefully, you know, it's a while before we have to face this again, but, uh, hopefully, um, there we can give some useful advice for when we do because it's inevitable, really, right? Yeah, yeah. This absolutely. is the first time you've experienced this, right, Bonner? No, two thousand and eight. Um, I remember that. Yeah, so. I was. Um, oh my God, what was I doing in two thousand and eight? I was. Um, you know what? I was a high school teacher in two thousand and eight, uh, teaching media arts is what I was, and uh, and I actually moved in two thousand and eight from teaching into. You know, I went to actually Sony Music, so I found a job. During that recession or during the beginning of that, that sort of situation. So, um, you know, not all was lost then. And, um, yeah, this is, this, this is, this feels a little bit different to me though. Um, yeah, everything is down right now. Travel is down. Events are down. The market is down, you know, <laughs> yeah, consumer yeah. behavior is down. I went to the, um, the hardware store the other day, we're doing some renovations around the house and I figured oh, probably everyone's doing the same. You know, there must be a lot of people at home doing home renos. And I asked the the woman working the front, has the store been busier? And she said, no, oh God, no. Like there are people who come buy stuff, but usually people are browsing and shopping and walking around and making impulse buys and just none of that is happening. So everything is down. That's really interesting. We're, we don't have hardware stores that are open in Ontario. 
Really? Um, That's done. Shut hey? down. Uh, yeah. Government mandate shut down. You can uh, do curbside pickup, I think. Um, but. I mean, I'm 90% sure that's the case. I could be wrong. You know, I, honestly, I don't know what's going on out there day to day. So again, as we said before, the news is changing quickly. I can't keep up. So maybe hardware stores are open. As far as I'm concerned, in my own mind, everything is shut down. But maybe yeah. it's because we're shut down as a non-essential service. So I just, you know, lock it all out. Yeah. And, and you know, something that's not down, though, is <laughs> YouTube views, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I guess all the other streaming um, platforms um, and probably a lot of media companies as well, um, which kind of segues into our first uh, news hit, right? Which is our, um, which will, which will segue into our, into our tips. Yeah. Why don't you give us the overview on our news uh, piece for the week? Yeah. So this comes um, from a website called the street. Um, and the headline is YouTube creators report falling earnings despite more views. So we're all at home. Clicking on, um, you know, Seth Meyers' attic interviews or his rants that he's doing from his house and watching Stephen Colbert from his house. You know, we're still consuming all this content. We've got a lot of time in front of our computers, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the companies that are regularly paying YouTube to stick those ads in front of that content um, are are paying the big bucks right now. So, um, you know, YouTube creators are reporting that. Even though their ads are uh, their their views are up, sorry, their ad revenue is down. Um, yes, yes. Uh, so views up, ad revenue down, and is that because businesses are pulling back on their ad spends? Yeah, I mean, I think so. What do you th- What do you think? <laughs> so, um, it's a rhetorical question. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> listen, I'm in the. I'm in the. You know, I my business has been. You know, significantly impacted by this. We're still alive. We're still here. Um, but you know, I am close with uh, marketing departments in, in many different businesses. Um, and the reality is, they don't know what they're going to do. They don't know how their business is going to fare. They don't know uh, what the next two, three, four months is going to look like. So, a lot of businesses in my uh, in our in our area uh, and by our my, my business and my business, but the ones I deal with have absolutely uh, shut down spending. In fact, that was the first thing that our, one of our major clients did was suspend all SEM, everything. Mm. Um, you know, now that my opinion on the subject is, well, no, you still want to be relevant. There's still, you know, a reason to be out there. But to, on their, po- their point of view is, you know, the world is falling. We have to lay off half of our people. We don't know what things are going to look like. So you go into survival mode. Um, much like the body will, you know, conserve, you know, if it goes into an adrenaline shock kind of idea, you know, fight or flight kind of situation, certain, certain parts of the body get blood, certain parts of the body don't get blood. You know, it's sort of kind of what they're doing is they're, they're making sure that their business are in survival mode until they can figure out exactly what's happening. Um, which is interesting because to your point in this article's point, which is there are more views than ever that are out there. So isn't this the right time to be, you know, YouTube advertising has been growing leaps and bounds. And if there's less advertising out there, then do you have more mind share because you still have advertisements that are, that are out there? Um, and the other thing I'm going to, I'd say is, and the article makes mention of this too, the nature of the ads are changing. So it used to be ads, well, not all the time, but, you know, a lot of tactical messaging, you know, buy this for $3.99 or $2.99 or whatever it is and, you know, hitting people over the head. 
now nobody in advertising wants to put out a you know, tactical message like that for fear of being tone deaf to the times. It's all about helping. It's all about a brand message. It's a lot softer now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is an opportunity and to, to put that message out that's softer for, for brands. Um, but, you know, again, they don't know how their financials are going to look in a month, two months. You know, they've laid off a bunch of people, so they're, they're, they're not spending. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, our, if this, if there's a tip in here for us, it's, it's to look long-term, whether you're a creator or a brand that usually pays creators. I know it's tough and you got to look out for your bottom line. You got to keep food on your table and a roof over your head. That's a hundred percent a necessity for you and your family. We get that. Um, and, and we're all, you know, our, our government, the government of Canada anyway is doing quite a bit more than they have ever before for, for people who've lost their work. Um, but, but to think, think long-term here, if you're able to, and if that means just being scrappy, you know, doing, picking up that project that you've been putting off, um, because you've been in the weeds of regular work, you know, for us, it's this podcast, it's, uh, the content creator society, which was born a couple of years ago, like Bonner said, um, um, but, or maybe it's, uh, you know, an ebook on how to train stray cats, or it's a time-lapse video of, uh, you building an elaborate city of birdhouses in your backyard or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, but now's the time you've, you've got the time to build this content to, to attack those really long-term projects that you've been putting off. In that article, wasn't there a part that talked about the, um, genres that were doing really well? And I think animals was in there as a genre that was exploding. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I would not be surprised. I think it did. So your idea of uh, the cats there, that, that's a, I think that's a good idea. So, so maybe follow up on that one. Maybe you got something there. Um, cats on the internet, you think it'll work? <laughs> I know. You can never get enough, apparently. Um, in fact, it's funny. John Hodgman uh, announced today that he is spending a two-hour Instagram live stream interviewing pets. So you can get your pet on his live stream and he will interview pets for two hours. It's, I think it's starting was well, five o'clock. I think he's already started. I should, I should probably look that up right now, but uh, there you go. That is someone who's taking the idea that animals are popular on Instagram and he's going to interview your pet. Amazing. Yeah. So there's one, there's one example of somebody who's like, maybe, maybe that's not really thinking long-term. He's just doing what he does best, (laughs) but he's taking advantage of the situation, right? You know, fitness people who are, um, influencer or or, or content creators in the fitness space are doing quite well now as well, because people are at home, um, wanting to get their exercise on in a digital sense. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting because I have a personal trainer and a, you know, a company that does, does that kind of stuff. So they, they've never been in that space before. And obviously we can't go to the gym. So they're doing an online, you know, they're trying to figure it out. They do it via FaceTime. Not very, you know, nothing complicated. These people are not tech savvy people, but they are forced into trying something new. And, you know, they're, they're, they're doing a pretty good job of it. We're going to help them out um, or I'm going to help them out, sort of come up with some ideas and um, to make things a little bit more exciting and, um, you know, engaging. But um, they are building an audience or at least working on that. And I think brands in particular, while spending may be down and the economy may be down and all those other bits and pieces, the article also mentions that influencing or influencers spend on influencers has increased. Now, what they're spending per, you know, per post uh, or you know, whatever the metric happens to be is you know, maybe a bit down now because budgets aren't there. But the idea that someone can create content at home uh, you know, an unboxing, um, a review, you know, whatever these things, these are all things that can be done at home. So 
this is now a time for people who can create that content at home without having to go out to flourish. Um, so there, there is this spike in influencer and content creator activity. And I imagine as we sort of get used to being locked down, which in our case, maybe for another month, hard to tell, um, but there will be more and more brands who are going to say, listen, we still need to be relevant. We still want to, we still have a business to run and we still need to get our message in front of our consumer. Content creators are becoming more and more important to people than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, 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 it's a cheap and easy thing, right? You send, you send the product to the content creator, it shows up at their house. And then a couple of days later you get your content. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know, but okay, <laughs> here's, here's the other side of that. And when that, okay. So that is for content creators who are capable of creating content at home. Cool. What about those? And I deal with them in a lot as car spotters and people who take photos of cars and things of that nature. And, you know, and, now, what is a non-essential essential service? Because in Ontario, non-essential services are shut down. So you're supposed to stay home. Can you go out with a car and photograph a car out in the field or you know, field streets or whatever? Or can you go to somebody's house and photograph their car in a driveway? You know, is that something that you should be doing? And my argument is probably it's okay. Um, but you were living in this very strange world where you have, for us at the very least, where there's this sort of lockdown and there's a list of non-essential businesses. But there are still people, content creators out there who need to make ends meet. Um, and they're, they, you know, they can't, what they do isn't content at home. They can build content by themselves solo. Uh, but, you know, they are going to go out and do that anyway, regardless of, the state of emer- you know, non-essential businesses, state of emergency sort of order. Um, where do you fall on that, Coleman? Is that, the, is that the right thing to do? Or is it something that they should just say, well, I'm not going to go outside and you know, photograph a car because um, it's, you know, state of emergency exists. So I'm, I'm just going to forgo any of that, um, that, that opportunity. I mean, I would, probably, I would probably personally make the choice not to do it, but I, I'm not starving right now. <laughs> so if I couldn't afford my my mortgage and my meals and I'd be a different story. And if my government didn't make it illegal and I had, I had to scrap, like I appreciate that the people's backs are against the wall. Um, and if you, if it's the difference between you not, you know, keeping your affairs in order financially speaking, or, or going out into the public and maybe having some people side eye you, but not really getting trouble from the authorities. And I, yeah, but here now, now we're weighing in on this very topical um, nebulous, changing everyday issue. <laughs> I'm saying this thing that I'm like, ah, tomorrow I'll probably regret saying this. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Listen, my point, my point of view is, you know, you've got to do what's right for you. And you know, honestly, if you're, if it's 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 a it's a really tough one. And um, I don't begrudge anybody out there who, um, is doing things in a completely safe way. I think these are these rules are you, you know you can't have um broad rules like like you want to put broad rules in place to stop the spread of a virus like this for sure um but broad you know broad rules don't always work for everybody and you can you know it's difficult to have um these nuances and um so i see it happening and for content creators out there doing it i think geez you know it's it's you your situation, everyone's situation is a little bit different. And let's say you fall through the cracks and you're not part of the uh, economic rescue plan. You know, you don't qualify for X, Y, and Z or whatever it happens to be. And what are you going to do? You no, know, it's, it's real, 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 real tough because people still have themselves to look after and things like that. So 
Yeah. You know, content creators today have difficult decisions to make, and each one has to make their own decision based on their own situation at hand. If they are going to go ahead and you know practice their art, let's make sure that you're practicing your art safely. Um, you know, and you know, it's it's, it's a non-contact kind of um, business that you're you're involved with. And you know, in my opinion, I'd say you know, I, I get it. You know, I, I see people, you know, people walk, you know, someone walking their dog, any different than somebody who, you know, because I walk my dog every day, right? Go out, walk my dog, see someone in company, I you know, move six feet over, whatever. Um, but if I'm a photographer, I'm out there photographing, you know, cars, for example, what is the difference between that and me walking my dog? You know, that's where those things I start to think, well, sure, they should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you'd make a bad Italian mare. <laughs> Uh, I know. Have you seen I know. Those clips of, those, of the Italian men just yelling at. Yeah, their- yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, I can tell you, we're we my business as you know we're 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 not we're not going out and filming anything out 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 and about. But that usually takes more than one or two people to do. And we're our our filming is a little bit more high contact anyway. So we're definitely staying put until we're um, told otherwise. Yeah, we have some. We also have some contracts um, with some photography that had us out. Um, in the city, but that's obviously not happening now as well. We're just pressing pause on that. Um, yeah, so you know that's 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 it. What can you do now? Think long term. That's that's a luxury for some, perhaps. But if you're able, definitely that's a good that's a good tip. Another another tip um, is to get your house in order. You know, a lot of people are doing this literally. They're they're cleaning their houses. I've stocked my cupboards. I'm we're doing renovations in the living room in the back, cleaning up the backyard. Um, but you can do that for your for your business as well, whether you're a freelancer or you own your own agency. Um, remember that that old saying: "Don't build your house on rented land," which in the content uh, world means that anyone encourages anyone who would build an audience to do so on a platform that can't be limited at the drop of a hat by a massive company like, say, Facebook, for example. So how how is your house doing? Is it t- well taken care of? Does your website accurately reflect your latest best work? Personally, no, it doesn't. So we're, you know, putting that up at the top of my list um, today. Um, have you been neglecting your email newsletter, your social media? Um, now, you know, now's the time. Yes, uh, it's. Um... How's your house looking, Bob? <laughs> uh, you know, to be honest, we're I'm as I'm as busy as I've ever been. Um, I think I'm partly busy as I've ever been because I also have two children. I'm you know half homeschooling and um, that that takes a little bit of time. Um, I'm working with clients in a new way, and that seems to be a bit of a slow process. I mean, it was much faster process before, but slower now. Um, we definitely have uh, you know for us we have hard drives and we have you know RAID systems and all these other things we need to sort of sort out, which I'm planning on doing tomorrow. Um, so my house is not in order. My house is kind of all over the place, but you know, and so I did, it will be in order. And I've, I've got a nice podcasting setup here, which I'm starting to augment slowly. Um, but we're, 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 we're okay. And website wise. Yeah. I mean, that's been a bit of a, bit of a, you know, thing we've had to, you know, look at for a while. So looking at that, um, but of course there's a CCS, uh, website and there's the, um, you know, there's all the other, you know, uh, collateral that goes around the CCS, which I have to work on as well, which is, which is a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, this fun, is, this, fun this housework. Yes, this, this is, this is, this is a good time uh, to do that. All that said, you know, I also don't feel, I feel that for me, the last four or five years has been um, 
go, 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 you know, mentally draining. I've been trying to grow and build a business um, and I'm trying to be more reflective, you know, now. And so, and I think that's fair. I mean, getting your house in order also means mentally getting your, your head in the right space. And for me, it's been a little bit of a reprieve of um, the day. And I, you know, I'm, I'm still busy. I'm still trying to work through all sorts of things on the business side, but I am trying to take this opportunity to, to look at the long-term as you suggested, think long-term and think about where the business needs to go. What are the things that we need to do? And a part of that is what we're doing today. I've always wanted to do this. Um, so, you know, cleaning your, your house might also include, you know, taking a step back mentally and um, just giving yourself that break. It's okay not to do everything now. I mean, there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, you know, read a book, read this book, get the four things you've always wanted to do out of the way. This is your time. Just cool. I'm down with that. But, you know, I think also, you know, take this time to mentally recharge as well. And Lord knows you need it sometimes because if you do check out CNN, for example, which is unbelievable with the way that they do this live coverage, it is an absolute onslaught, you know, and uh, difficult to process everything, you know. So take the time to um, check in on yourself too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been doing some at-home yoga. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yoga with Adrian. Oh, well, send me the link then. I'll, I could use that as well. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. I'll cool. definitely send you a link. Absolutely. So listen, we've got three tips here that we, we sort of talked about for quite a while here. We said well, we, know, hit, we hit two. We hit two. Did we not hit three? <laughs> we could probably just fracture, fracture one of them in half. Oh my God. There's less. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. So tips will spill out. <laughs> okay. We've done get your house in order. Perfect. We know. Yeah, then we, we, did, we did three. Then we did number one. Now, we, now that we left with the, number two is still on the table. All right. And we let, could easily make a list of 10 things, right? Obviously. It'll lead us into, lead us into the last one then. Well, this one is, is really straightforward. And it's another thing that, that I've, um, as I've been, like you saying, like, take, like taking a step back and resetting and asking myself, what does, you know, my business, my company, my content, my life, um, need to include moving forward and, um, and, um, showing the ROI of the content that I create, um, is something that I really want to have a firm grasp on, um, in, in the, toward the end of 2020 and, and moving forward forever. So learning how to track the efficacy of your content and thus um, proving ROI to um, any existing client or potential client is so important. Um, you know, if you're a freelancer, some of, the, some of your clients will have a system in place that they're measuring their content and some won't. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't have your own system for tracking um, the success of certain campaigns or content or whatever. Um, what do you, what do you think Bonner? Do you think that freelancers should be responsible for tracking stuff like this and, and showcasing ROI or is that just extra? Um, absolutely. However, very difficult to do depending on what you do. So for example, we just yeah, finished... So which is why I haven't been doing it right because it's hard. It's very difficult. Um, we just finished an RFP um, for a company, uh, and one of the questions asked of us was, um, "Would you be opposed to tying your performance to some some KPI, some key performance indicator?" And this was an RFP for essentially video services. And I was like, "Well, I'm not entirely sure how I'd by creating videos because we're not responsible for distribution, we're not responsible for strategy, we're sort of just the monkeys. You know, go build a video." This is what we want. Go build it, send it to us kind of idea. Um, and I, you know, how do I tie that to a KPI? You know, you asked me for four videos, I gave you four videos, you know. And so that, that that's kind of difficult. Now, 
you know, other businesses that we're involved in, there's, there's SEM and there is, um, you know, social uh, distribution of content. Uh, there's, there's, you know, vanity metrics like likes. So I think their vanity metrics aren't particularly important. There is uh, engagement rates, uh, which are a little bit more important. Um, and it all depends on what your client's MO is. Um, and so, yes, the answer is you should be tracking it. Absolutely. Um, but I think the other answer is you have to understand what it is your client wants. You know, what is their, what, it, what drives them? And you've got to find that out first. And it, it may be vanity metrics. You know, hey, I want so many likes because maybe that's just is a smaller client. Maybe that's what they care about. They, they shouldn't. They should care about other things. They should care about engagement. Um, for me, the most important metric that I'm working on or we have our company working on isn't just growth of people because I don't think volume of, of, of an audience isn't a really great metric. Um, I'm more interested in niche uh, audiences that are highly engaged. Um, and it's not, it's, I'm looking for length of engagement now. I'm not looking for, hey, I engaged someone. I got a like, I got a comment. I'm looking for how long was I able to engage that person? Can I make content that keeps someone around for a minute, two minutes? Can I make a video where they stick around? Can I have repeat business on those videos? Can I make a series of videos where people come back and, you know, subs- I guess subscribe is a pretty good metric for us. Um, but all in all, make sure you understand what your, 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 your client, um, what's important to them, and then developing systems to, to check that, that, that box. Um, and there's a lot of dashboards you can use, um, which you should put into the show notes, uh, that allow you to, to um, track certain metrics and provide them in a, you know, a nice little sort of dashboard, uh, fancy way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the platforms just do that automatically, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. And again, it's like you can overwhelm people with information. So we, for a long time, we've used Sprout Social and they have a very, very nice dashboards, but sometimes it's too much. You've got to really whittle it down to the, the meat and potato of what that person wants to see. Meat and potatoes. Mm, I have that. I can make it. Oh, apparently. <laughs> Perfect. I'm coming over to your place. What kind of meat? What kind of potatoes do you want? It doesn't matter. Come on over. Don't I, come over. Stay outside. No. I'll drop it off. <laughs> Don't. I'm not coming over. I'm not leaving my house and I'm okay. not flying to BC right now. Um, although I'm sure I could get a smoking deal on an airplane ticket. Yeah. So that's, so those are, those are our tips, right? Get your house in order, get, get your, get your shit together, get your house in order, learn how to track the efficacy of your content, which means, you know, being completely tuned into um, what your clients KPI are and uh, think long-term, try and think long-term. And lastly, just a freebie for everyone, whether you're in content creation or anything else, just stay, stay positive. Be nice to your neighbors. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? Staying positive. Um, I, it's hard. It's like fucking, it's like chin ups. It's hard. It is hard. Um, but you can do it. And uh, unlike chin ups, I can do it. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. It is, it is important to do. And um, but part of staying positive is taking time for yourself. Um, and, you know, reflecting and making sure you understand that sometimes we are all in this together and sort of boat. So, um, you know, don't feel like you're alone. Feel like you're with people, connect with other people, connect on different platforms, you know, do all those things. Um, yeah. Connect with us on Facebook. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and as we get our other social properties up and running, connect with us there. Um, of course, episode one. So we are in the middle of building our house. Um, and so some parts of the house are not 
finished or started yet, but they will very soon be up and running. So, you know, we'll, we'll have um, links for you on, on that front as soon as possible. Yeah. Exciting times. They are. Okay. And well, terrifying. I, I am going to let everyone go. Coleman, it's been a slice. Yeah, man. Good to talk to you. I think this, yeah, you too. It's, it's, uh, it's nice to talk to, well, <laughs> it's nice to talk to people. I mean, and one day it's going to be nice to actually see people too. I mean, outside of the digital, you know, flat screen kind of representation, you know, actually seeing people for real. Uh, the yeah, first maybe, thing, maybe we'll do a hug. <laughs> I'm going to just touch your face with my hand. That's what I, because <laughs> that's what you're not allowed to do, right? I'm going to just put my hand all over your face and say, there, I feel good when that vaccine shows up. And then you know, we'll, we'll do our vaccine party show in about 12 months or whenever that thing's showing up. But we will have another episode out. Uh, our goal is to have one out um, every two weeks uh, for now. Um, we also have another show uh, called uh, Content Creator Society uh, Interviews. Um, that's what it's titled today. Um, hopefully that won't change, but um, we'll be posting interviews from content creators. They're about 15 minutes apiece. And we are uh, there, you know, sort of short hit tips and tricks from real content creators, what they do in, the, in their business, how they got started, um, any tips they happen to have uh, and, you know, they, uh, their favorite piece of equipment or software that they use to get their business done. So look for that as well. That's the CCSI. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. Write that down. CCSI. All right. Thanks a lot, Coleman. It's been great. We'll talk to you all very soon. Yeah. Take care.